What up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The King's Table, where it's all about bourbon, brotherhood, and breaking bread. Yo, I'm excited today, man. I'm in I'm in my hometown, bro. I'm in my hometown, Boston. Uh, yo, it's cold as fuck out here. It's not that cold, actually. Yo, it's actually it's, pretty warm. It's like you don't need a jacket. Yo, I came from Charlotte from 80 degrees consecutively. It was 76. Not gonna lie to you. Today? No. Charlotte. Hey, if if you do, the nearest tenth <laughs> is eight. I don't round up. No, uh, I, don't I, don't, I round down. I don't like to tell you, but uh, but yeah, man, uh, definitely a privilege and an honor today, man. Here with my brother James, uh, reigning from uh, London, England. Actually, you know, that's where I'm originally from. Yo, the sad thing. Yo, the sad thing is, he's Jamaican. Yo, yo, yo! I was born in England, though. Yo, both his parents, both his parents are Jamaican. I am one hundred percent British, though. Oh, sorry, Jamaican. Yeah. And what's crazy is you were you were in London a couple weeks ago. I was, and you did not speak any London accent at all. No, because I was around the rail. Back home in America, they don't know it. <laughs> but no, nah, yo, yo, what we sipping on today is legit. Um, this was actually recommended by a couple people. Um, the the process of this is by two different. Uh, you can't sip yet, brother. <laughs> He's a newbie. <laughs> the guy left his cup went down halfway. Just gonna put it out there. I ain't snitching. <laughs> So, so it's the the process is um, Jim Beam. I forget the other gentleman's name. Um, he mastered the the craft of barrels. Okay. Um, so he was able to get the uh, the get a wine barrel and, nice. and carve out different sweet notes. Um, and Jim Beam, being a, a master uh, at the uh, the craft of bourbon, um, basically finished off with the oaky taste. But um, but yeah, man, let's toast it up. Oh, toast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh, it's just delicious. Ooh, a little spicy, but it's a little sweet on the on the on the front end. It's definitely eighty degrees now, guys. <laughs> Straight out right now, it's just heated up in there. Yo, before we get into well, just to talk about. A, a crazy bourbon experience you and I had. The uh, <laughs> oh, yo, we yes. had we had that was a, that was a we had night. a bottle of Elijah Craig. It was over a hundred proof. Yeah, that was, that was a serious night. And huh. was crazy. He was chefing on on the grill. Who me? <laughs> oh, sorry, that, was, that, that was me. She was disgusting. Yeah, you ate the whole place. That's <laughs> Actually, the neighbors, the raccoon, the neighborhood raccoons. It's fine. fine. They enjoyed it though, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yo, so it was it was over hundred proof, and we was like, yo, the first sip, we was like, yo, we can't drink this. Yo, as we're talking, we're chilling, chilling, and talking. We had a couple of cigars, a couple of steaks. And we did, we did. Yo, we finished that whole fucking bottle, bro. Yes, that was a bad choice. Yo, horrible. <laughs> yo. And the night was that that wasn't the only bad decisions that stopped there. No. Like yo, bro. <laughs> it was the beginning. We had we had stepped out to um to our homegirl's crib yeah. for a little get together. And uh damn, that was during quarantine, huh? That was during quarantine. Damn. We switched to Jameson. We went from like a- Yo, it was half a gallon of so we we finished that whole bottle. Finished that whole bottle. Actually, you finished the bottle by yourself? No, 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 no. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For somebody who drinks a, a, a half a gallon of Jameson a day. But uh, yo, so we finished that bottle. Totally irresponsible. Then we cracked open the, the half a gallon of Jameson and was taking shots of that. For notes, guys, I definitely was trying to go to sleep. I tried to stay home the rest of the night, but someone said I couldn't. So... Just know so, that. So what you're saying is that you're e- easily pressured. No, what I'm saying is I'm not saying the person that did that. What I'm saying is I made that choice in that moment. Oh, okay, okay. But I didn't want to make that choice. So you're don't taking, me, don't, don't so you're taking full responsibility of making that choice. Of though. course I am, but I didn't want to make that choice. But you made it. Again, but I didn't want to. That's like saying I'm going to lay here and pee on myself <laughs> after you peed on yourself. I didn't want to go to work, Sure, but I went to work. 
okay, okay, okay. Nonetheless, $5. nonetheless, you say, yo, that that night was was epic. It was a great night though. Yeah, I don't recommend that for nobody to do. Yo, please drink, drink responsible, make responsible decisions. Always, always. That's crazy. But um, but yeah, the background with us, you know what I'm saying, we've known each other for what, almost 20 years now? Yeah, about 20 years. Yeah, that's crazy. You old as fuck, bro. You Damn. old. You bald and old. And I got a gray hair. You see it popping? <laughs> <laughs> I got that gray hair coming out. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got one strand that's like longer than, than all the rest. Yeah, my and yeah, um, my beard has shrinkage, guys. Whoever sees it, it's been growing it there for eight years. It's been seven, thank you, guys, and a half. Yo, yo, seven years, seven and a half. Still rocking, though. It's still rocking. But yeah, it's been about I'm saying almost twenty years uh, from from English. Um, what a phenomenal high school, guys! Don't send your nah, kids there. Don't send your kids but, um, there. But <laughs> don't send your kids. Yo, okay? yo, what's, what's crazy is yo, we ran through that school and made. Good reputation, yes. but also bad reputation. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have somebody in the room that also went to, <laughs> to English as well. That went to English. That's crazy. They both made uh, bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When you're in middle school and they're like, yo, pick a school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't pick English. Don't do it. Don't do it's it. It's a little different now, but um, the, the, the journey of, I'm a little older than you, you know what I'm saying, but um, just a little bit. One year. But okay. It's a little older. Thank you. Okay, guys. Yeah, I was standing up urinating. Oh, one was three years. Wow. It's three years. It is three years. And you old, bro. A little bit. I got more head in you. Come on. That's <laughs> a little more. That's a little more. Now, just just being able to, them saying, like, watch each, each other's journey throughout, them saying, throughout, throughout life, bro. Them saying, um, through births, through through deaths, through um, moving out of state, I'm saying still being able to maintain and you know have a a, a healthy relationship. Cause shit, back at damn bro, back at high school, I used to cut your hair. You took me to school every day. I'm not gonna lie, he had me. Yeah, so you so you're welcome for being the reason that you graduated. No, you maybe take the bus still. I still had to meet you halfway. If you wanted me to graduate, you'd still, like, that's still half. That's, you'd have, you'd have they're still up. giving you a ride, though. Nah, but pick you up is, is it would have been too much. Know, it would both would have been. You know what? I appreciate you, first off. Who, me? Yes, I appreciate you. You know, you didn't have to, but you did it. Oh, I'm going to give you that 5% you deserve. Oh, you man. You know I, mean? I appreciate it. You know I mean? Yo, let's cheers to that, man. Yeah, I mean, you graduated 04, I graduated 05, so you left me for a year, but that's okay. You got me halfway there. But so, yeah, but yeah, you welcome. Just just seeing each other's journey, um, and you're also the godfather of my kid. My yes, first I am, I am. That uh, greatest godfather around. No, no shameless plug or anything like that. Yeah, I be honest with you. You probably better than me. I mean, when you say the greatest, you want to say goat. Like, there's no debates. I'm just saying though. That, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I want to say I, I I somewhat agree. Oh, thank you. I appreciate somewhat that. agree. I appreciate that. I mean, if you don't believe me, <laughs> you can always call one person and they'll like, just say, put it out there. That's crazy. But um, but yeah, yeah. So you're my son's godfather. My Thanks for calling, man. I really appreciate that. Man. Nah, no problem. I looked at uh, potential people that would stay out of jail mm, and would also... <laughs> good, good choices. Good choices. Would also, they say, have a couple of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Sounds like that again. potential. So I'm saying, yeah, and uh, great forecast you did. Come on, man. Great, great forecast. Come on, yeah. man. Forecast is my middle name. That's real. I said, you know, as a father, as I watch you, you know, as you grow every day. I mean, you make great choices. I mean, that was one of your greatest. Choices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> but now he's a blessing, man. All your kids yeah, are absolutely. Blessing, so absolutely. I appreciate it. Nah, it's all love, man. Um, it's it's far, yo. What do you think about like? Cause you're surrounded by other good, solid men in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And one, so one thing about about the king's table is that we're very intentional about who we surround ourselves with, and not just king table as the platform, mm-hmm. but I'm saying it's kings that have relationships, that have I'm saying platforms, that have um, 
circles or spheres of, of influence, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's the table yep. um, where you break bread at. Um, but at this table, we do bourbon <laughs> along with the breaking bread. But what, let's talk about them saying like relationships. What are some of, you don't have to, not specific people, but what are some of the important relationships that you have? Um, and how does that play a role into them saying like who you are um, throughout your journey of, of growth and manhood? I mean, I think you hit it on, right on the spot. I think growth. Mm-hmm. Growth mindset is like the number one thing. Uh-huh. I mean, because you have to really be want to be better every single day type uh-huh. of thing. The day you stop learning or wanting to learn is the day you kind of just stop. Because you, you kind of associate yourself with people you hang with. If you hang with people that's go-getters, you're going to be a go-getter. But if you try to hang with people that's go-getters and you're not a go-getter, uh-huh. you kind of fall back away from that. And you kind of go back to the crowd where people are going to accept you for not being a go-getter. Yeah, that's facts. So I think when I think of King's Table, I think of people that's like-minded in that in that path where it's like, you know, I want better than I had yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I want to fight for more tomorrow. So when I look at who I am and who I hang with, and it's, it speaks for itself if you really think about it, right? Because I don't want no one around me that's not. Yeah, that but that's, that's now, though, because like... I think that's been. Keep, I think keep, always though. Ah, right, but keeping it funky, like we, we both have. <laughs> we both still have goons in our lives, right? Hundred percent. And and as a let's say later teen, early adult, like twenty twenty, we'll say in our early twenties. Okay. I'm saying we had goons. Hundred percent. That we were chilling with. So, I think where I was at. Mm-hmm. I was always the youngest in my group. Mm-hmm. Always. I don't think there's a chance. Anytime there was someone that was around my age group, I, I always pulled away from them for a reason because mm-hmm. it just didn't pull to me. So I was always watching the older generation saying, Yo, what are they doing and why they're not getting certain things? Mm-hmm. So I was always trying to not make the same mistakes they were making and elevate from it. And at the same time, trying to push them forward. But of course, when you're the youngest one, they're like, ah, I can't listen to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, it was that was my growth by being around them and being around the goons. I mean, you really think about it. People in the streets, they're great business people. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Oh, they're f- f- phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. They could they could sit there and say, "Yo, I got a pack. I'm gonna break this yeah, down. Yeah, this yeah. How much I'm gonna make on it? I gotta re up with this." That's business, a hundred percent. And they don't even realize it. They'd be like, oh, I'll never get a corporate nine to five. Yeah, yeah. But you got a corporate nine to five. You yeah, just haven't yeah. structured it as a nine to five yet. Yeah, yeah. But it's very corporate. <laughs> it's very corporate. Anyway, you look Because you got to dress the part. You got you to dress the part and you got to do the numbers the yeah, same yeah, way yeah. a corporate would do it. That's so facts. I think. And, and even to that point, like there's there's certain structures that when you're that, when you're the plug. Yeah. Even if you're just them saying like probably not like on the street level. Seller, right? Yeah. But they're saying like you, there's roles and responsibilities that everyone has to play. Everybody has to play a part. That's so whether we call it accounting, marketing, sales, everyone got to saying HR. I got to give it to you. (laughs) That's gonna break your break your knees. Break your knees. That's security. You know. So it's like this. Everyone plays their position, but they can't even see that they're really playing a corporate role. Mm -hmm. So when you. I'll just just say rappers in general. They're like, oh my gosh, I want to be Jay Z now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he will sit there and talk about the street life he came from, or or Nas, or any of the people that's really doing it big. Master P, mm-hmm. Birdman, all the all the big guys. They came from that lifestyle, so they understood this is really corporate. Yeah, yeah. But when they rap about it or talk about it, they realize that who they're talking to can't actually cor- correlate it to actually being corporate. So. Once they do, those are the ones that actually retransition in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. So when I look at my, my path and my journey, I think I understood that from an early age. Yeah. And been able to say, hey, you know what? I got to bring this over to the to where the money's at. Mm-hmm. So I need to see how money actually works. So. Yo, so like with, <laughs> with, knowing, how, with knowing how money works... <clears throat> knowing like the the experiences on both both the uh the street side and the corporate side right like what lessons have you learned 
from the streets or just from growing up. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think it's, it's necessarily all street. No, absolutely not. Right? I, I think that there's people that's in our lives that play a role, just not the typical the I, typical painted person. Absolutely not. So if you want to take a street analogy and bring it to the corporate mentality, first thing is respect. Mm-hmm. And and honor being a man of your word yeah, yeah, yeah. and standing on that and not shaking for it, right? Because if if you say you lose your respect in the streets, then everyone's taking whatever you got, your food at that point. Yeah. And in corporate world, is if you your name can't stand on anything, then they'll hear you talking, but they won't respect you and you won't get the best deals. You'll sit there and say, I can promise you this. And they'll say, I know you're not going to fulfill it. So... They correlate hand in hand. So I pull those two big things as just doing good business. And of course, in the streets, there's not always good business because, as you know, when someone's ribs is such and they're going to do whatever they want to do. And it's the same with sales. With sales as well. With bad closes and stuff. But if you really think about it, though, when people respect you and you choose to do good business over and over again, you have less of that. Yeah. And nothing's ever perfect. But you got to know how to stand on that and be known for that. Because if you're known for that, people will always come to you for that. Mm-hmm. So I think those lessons, what I learned from the streets, and just seeing how it works in the corporate world, I, I think that's just hand-in-hand by itself. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's important, too, as far as, like, um, like principles. Principles. And, strong, and, strong word. And, and for, for me, like, yeah, I'm a man of principles. Like if 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 I ain't rocking with you, (laughs) I ain't ain't rocking with you. If if I give you my word, I give you my word. I'm saying like something that that kind of scares me about like this generation now is there's no there's no morals or principles. Absolutely not. I'm saying, and it's like they they never had to wait for anything. They don't really understand process, even in when it comes to like. Let's say some let's say I'm 16, 17, I got a talent, I'm saying I could spit. Yo, the expectation is to them saying I make it overnight because mm-hmm. of Instagram or social media. But they don't learn process. But I think you just said it right there though, right? Just that one that one app you just said. Mm-hmm. Insta Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything's insta for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything that pops up, it's like, okay, this is the hot trend for right now, and it's it's gone in the next <laughs> An hour or two, the next thing comes in. Yeah. So it's it's hard to teach them the same values where we would get a new song would come out and you have to hear it on the radio a hundred mm-hmm. times and you would grab your cassette and got sit there. Or we would have to wait it. to get home from school to watch Big Tigger. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you were looking but, forward to what was that? What was Fridays? Um Freestyle Fridays. Freestyle Fridays yeah, on yeah, BT. Yeah, you were with looking AJ forward and to free. That. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, well, this is coming every single day to you now. And it's like that was old news. Mm-hmm. And it's always the next thing that's happening right now. So it, it's hard for them to have the patience that we had. We were forced to have the patience. Yeah, yeah. So technology kind of just sped things up for us. Yo, and think about it too, like the era, like the, let's say, like the, I think the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. I'll say the, the, the mid 80s to the mid 90s was probably like the, the for me, I mean, I, I could only speak from experience, but the best ever, right? Because okay. you had, I'm saying, like so much that was against we as black men, yeah. right? Whether your parents was on crack or not, bro, we're crack babies because that's the era that we came, came from. <laughs> I'm not a crack baby. Disclaimer, <laughs> my mom nor dad had smoked any crack in the 1980s. Yeah, but but, but that was but that was that was the <laughs> era. And look at no, saying right, like no, all the right. laws that was insane built no, against. Lock us up. Lock us up. Lock us up. Separate the, the black father from the black uh black family. Absolutely. And it just, it, again it's it's all it's a system designed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like Oh <laughs> perfect, perfect. It was a it was a perfect system. Mm-hmm. No matter how you look at it. The projects. It's a project. Mm-hmm. It was a project to put us all together and say, how can we break these people up so they never grow together right. and actually advance? Because we know they're the strongest race physically. So if they get strongest mentally, mm-hmm. they could take over. We got to keep them separate. We got to divide them. That's facts. If you have a mother and father in a home, what's going to happen? They're going to actually grow strong and they're going to take us 
knock us out. Especially economically. Economically. You you follow Dr. Claude Anderson, the Powernomics? Not too much. Oh man. Y'all promise you, like, Powernomics is so there's two there's two black Bibles, right? Um power powernomics hands down should be and is the black Bible. Mm-hmm. Reason being, like the way out of the way out of poverty is economics. 100%. The, the way to power is economics. The way to sustainability is economics. The the way to to just power, period, bro. You know what I'm saying? For to for one power and empowerment. It's all economics. Of course. The <laughs> we talked about this, we talked about this on our lab, last podcast. The the reason why other nations can't legally come to the aid of black people in this country, mm-hmm. guess why? Why? Because we're still legally property legal property. Well, we Think are about le- it. we are legal <laughs> property. Because slavery ain't slavery never ended, bro. It just transitioned. It never. So if we look at every race, right? Every race has a backing. So like when this whole stop Asian hate came out, right? So America has to say, oh snap, we don't want war with Asia. We don't want war with China, which has over a billion people, mm-hmm. or the whole Asian community. That's that's huge. If you attack the, the Indian race, they got a billion people in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you attack the black people race, then you can say, I, I'm a you have Africa. Yeah, there's a billion people in Africa, but Africa is divided. Yeah. Black people don't actually have someone to actually back them if something goes down. Yeah, yeah. So now when you see Black Lives Matter, now the whole world stands up and protests. But in reality, it can fade out easily because there's no actual backing of the black people because there's no black nation that's strong enough mm-hmm. to actually say we're going to stop this. So I, I, I agree to a certain extent. I think that there's a wave of African leaders that are more cognitive towards the oppression. Uh, I mean, it's, it's always been there, but they're more cognitive to um, provide solutions to to combat and you know saying like what's going on here with blacks in the diaspora, right? Whereas the African Union, they're welcoming them you know saying like folks of the diaspora back back to the motherland. So, so I, I think that it's when we talk about a nation coming to the aid, the the continent is divided because of Eurocentric influence. Hundred percent. Right? The West, the West is influence, and they've done like you said, it's, it's perfectly mastered. So when you take them saying like uh, a country that that would stand up for themselves. Look at Libya. You know what I'm saying a country that that wants good for their own people, that that wants to rid support from the West. Put them on the red list. Put them on the red list. And what ends up happening? <laughs> Off with their head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, rest in peace, Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah, he killed some, I mean, but he saved so many. They'll only tell you the bad part. They they'll only tell you the bad part. So how many countries are in Africa? They put me on the spot at 66. <laughs> okay, I was going to say 53. But let's put the difference. Let's, let's just say 57. Cool. Sure. We're both wrong, guys. Don't hold us to this. Do not fact. You won't so, fact check us. That's fine. Uh, don't fact check us because... Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll fact say check this. There's yeah, fact check 50 us. countries in Africa. I can say that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right? For sure, for sure. So when you say there's 50 countries in Africa, and for such a powerful race that we are... Mm-hmm. Have over 50 countries on this continent. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if they all said, you know what? Why are we separating? Look how great America is mm-hmm. when they have 50 states, right? What if we created something like that? So, my fault, bro. Sorry to cut you off, uh, but the answer is 54, <laughs> 54 oh. countries. <laughs> Thank I, said you over, for... I said over 50, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was way over, 50. but, right, but cool. yeah. Um, but so if you had actually said, you know what? Let's take off this dividing and say, this is your country, country here. Let's get under one leadership. What would happen, of course, to other countries around the world? They would actually bind together and say, no, we can't let that happen. Because mm-hmm. if that, that did happen, we'd actually have to respect the black nation. Mm-hmm. And they could actually dominate and take over. So I think 
as a people, I think one of my biggest issues is letting other people always penetrate whatever we have going on. Mm-hmm. There's always someone who's willing to sell us out to for a, a greater gain, where it's like we have to sooner or later say to ourselves, we're done with that. I was I was reading a report. Yo, but how can you though? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, here's the crazy part. I was reading a report in Texas about there was a biker crew mm-hmm. um, that just got off a charger. I wish I had the full story. But there was like 50, over 50 uh, bikers mm-hmm. that got all locked up, was on murder. It was like nine deaths. And they all got free mm-hmm. because no one spoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the white bikers? White bikers. Of course. So imagine that. If we consider ourselves, no one's going to impregnate what we have going mm-hmm. on. And it's like, we've talked about it before. Like you kind of have to have like a, a silent thing going on for it to actually work. So that's why I don't believe protesting works. Protesting and marches. I, I don't believe. I, I've never been to a protest before. I'm not gonna lie to you. Shoot me yeah, down. bro. Sorry, guys. I'm I not went, doing it. So I went to one. I'm not doing it. Not wasting my time. It was some baddies there, Brody. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. Baddies. Was yeah, like, quarantine. <laughs> wasn't doing it. I'm not wasting my time. Show me action. I don't want to yeah, talk yeah. about it. And and again, the action is is economics, bro. Yeah. You can't protest and then say this Gucci bag is popping. Yeah, facts. That's the most stupidest thing in a day in my life to me. Someone looked at me crazy, but I'm just being real about it. It's like you just can't do it. I'll give you a quick story. I had a a friend come to me uh, actually this morning. He said, James, yo, I was looking at this crypto. It was was $12 last week. I was going to throw $500 down to it. I didn't do it. I got scared. I said, damn. He's like, yo, it's over $200 a coin now. I said, word? I said, that's crazy. I was like, yo, you just spent $300 on a, on a Versace robe. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, yo, it was $650. I said, yo, <laughs> I said, yo, yo my bad. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, I know, it's crazy. I should have bought that coin, though. And I said, that's the problem right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go blow a bag on stuff that we can hold in front of us mm-hmm. to make us look good to the people around us. But we won't actually say... Yo, let's get real money. Well, you sent me a post, right? What did it say? Wealth is what? Wealth, uh, wealth whispers, so, money talks. Yeah, money talks, wealth whispers. Money talks, wealth whispers. Mm-hmm. That's like the truth right there. Because we're, we're, we're so caught up in looking good for every our circle around us mm-hmm. instead of saying it's bigger than us. But that's... I, 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 so I disagree with that mindset, but okay. that's also by design, though, because think about it. It's by design, 100%. We as a people have been behind for generation after generation after. So as soon as somebody gets the bag, yo, they want to look good. 100%. Because looking good makes you feel good. Yep. But to who? <laughs> to people around us. <laughs> yo, you, ever, you ever been to New York, to the wholesale district in New York? Yep. Yo. Shout out English for taking me there. We had to go buy bags. Running <laughs> back to Boston. So, Miss Shad. Yo, Miss Shout out to Miss Shad. Did she, did she die yet? Yo, don't violate her like that. That's a question. No, she didn't die yet. Oh, damn. Shout she's married. First Yo, off. First off. Miss Wayshad, you're beautiful. She had throat cancer. Gosh, you're a beautiful That's woman. facts, though. I appreciate you what you did for me in my life. Help me skip class and give me an A. Thank you. That's crazy. But, yo, the... A majority of people buying the fake designer stuff for white people. Going and decide to get these Chinese stores. Yeah. So we'll we'll spend the bag on buying like the real Louis, the little, the real Gucci, the real whatever. And over there, we don't judge them on wearing fake stuff. But we see somebody like us that look like us wearing something fake. Bro, they the butt of the joke forever. Because we're so caught up on material items, though. Like, someone asked me for a gift not too long ago, right? And it was an expensive bag. I told him straight up, it's not my tax bracket. <laughs> it's not my tax bracket. Was this one of your many? I'm going to get you in trouble tonight. I mean, do what you got to do. One of your many? <laughs> I don't have any. But anyway, she asked me for a bag, so it's not my tax bracket. She said, but, but you got it. And I said, no, it's not my tax bracket. Mm-hmm. If I can't go buy it and think nothing of it tomorrow, then I can't afford it. It's not in my tax bracket. Because, but to me, 
if I got to save for it and then spend it and be like, oh, well, I just worked so hard to get that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you feel rewarded in that moment. Then just to, to have it, to show people that don't have it, I just don't feel good. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just don't feel good about it. It's yeah, just yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. To me it, I'm, showing, I'm showing broke people that I got money. Yeah, when I don't they don't give a shit about you. Yeah, anyways. it's just like I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to better my like, be better than my circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm trying to be rich around broke people, well, act rich around broke people. To me, that's I'm broke mindset. Yeah, it's kind of productive. Yeah, if I can't be around wealthy people and walk with them, then I'm nowhere close where I need to be. Yeah, yeah. Yo, the 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 most wealthy people. All right, let's speak actual people that we know. Like the, we could say, yeah, the Bill Gates, I'm saying, like, they don't wear designer. Wealthy people don't wear designer. Yo, so the the most wealthy people that I know, bro, they got maybe not Lee, maybe not Lee jeans, right? But maybe a pair of Levi's or just some regular jeans, regular schmegler jeans. And a regular plaid shirt probably costs 15. Maybe at the high end, thirty dollars. I'm sorry, it was a, a selfish plug. Old Navy, I appreciate you. You hold me down. I <laughs> they love are, they are not official sponsors. I'm of this sorry, podcast. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying, I appreciate yeah, Old yeah, Navy. The jeans they they yeah, feel bro, good. Yeah, bro, you wear Old Navy though. No, I wear whatever feels. I'm good. low. I'm low key judging. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> old Navy, yo, they be having some. Yo, I'll be up late to get them emails. They be like, yo. You get 30% off tonight. I'd be like, yo. Yo, you know what's crazy? Yo, you could never put a perfect crease in Old Navy jeans because they're Don't not shit. <laughs> Don't care. Don't wear Old Navy. Like, what makes a difference to me? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm going to look good for that. I'm going to look good for that time period to make yeah. the people around me in my circle feel like I got it. Now you got to feel good. Your Old Navy jeans gives you a saggy butt. Bro. But, not you, but in yeah. general. Like they're jeans, you get pause. Pause right now, guys. There's a pause moment. But I, old navy jeans give men saggy booties. <laughs> For some reason, I'm a pause, little worried because nobody knows that old navy jeans. Are you looking at every person like? Oh, nah, because I because I've worn I've worn old navy jeans. I, I got you. It gives me it gives me an old lady ass. Okay. Yo, if you gotta have an old baby ass for fifteen dollars, yo, for fifteen dollars, like, like I break it down. If I go spend five hundred dollars a pair of jeans, right, and I walk down the street, that person be like, "Oh snap, mm-hmm. he got some five hundred dollar jeans on," and he don't see me again. But I go home like that person thinks I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I go home and I realize I really don't got it. Yeah. But he thinks I got it. I'm broken inside. So, to to that point, right? And I, I guess this could kind of be a, a a segue, if you will. Like looking good, wearing expensive stuff. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like having the latest whatevers, but not owning anything. There you go. Because you in real estate, right? Yes. So, bam, a, a lot of folks. <laughs> I I tell my younger cousins. And my siblings, yo, before you get locked down, no offense, right? Before you get locked down into a relationship, yo, travel and own something. Own something. Because you get locked down in, in a relationship, it's going to distract you from all the, all those goals. And ob- obtaining and achieving those goals is going to be a little more difficult because you're not focused it, on yourself. It can be. You can do both, to be honest with you, right? If you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. you can still attain those goals. Mm-hmm. If you're single, you're going to attain those goals. But if you have a partner who has a like mind like you, that yeah, says, yo, yeah, let's yeah. get this together. And before you get married, you should both buy something right off the rip. Together? No, separately, 100%. I, I was about to no, say. No, no, so even yeah. if you're engaged and like, yo, I want to buy a home, right? Mm-hmm. You want to buy the home separately. And it's not to say, oh, I don't want you on my titles, it's my home. But you have to understand, as a first time home buyer, mm-hmm. you can put as low as 3% down. Yes, facts. So if you can put 3% down, once you get married and you're on paper, you lose that benefit of 3% yeah. down or 3.5% down. So it's it's better saying, you know, we're getting married in September. 
let me let us both buy a house separately. Mm -hmm. And now we have two homes at three and a half percent down because what happens now we're married. We buy a home. We lose that by one home at three and a half. That second home, you're not an investor. You're going to put 25 percent down. If you're trying to buy a multifamily house at that point because a single family is, is what? It's it's going to hold you down, but it's not going to generate you the income you want right. to get where you want to be. Unless if you're renting it out in Boston. Yeah, in Boston, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. In, in the South, it's completely different yeah, yeah, up yeah, here. Yeah. You got to think about it. Single nah, family. you just live in it. You got to have to mow your own lawn. <laughs> so you got to mow your own lawn. You got to mow neighbor's lawn. <laughs> and the neighbor's You got to walk down the street with signs. <laughs> but that's just Boston. But just mm -hmm. in Boston in general... If you can put three and a half three and a half percent down on a multifamily house, it's going to generate you income each month. It's a win. Mm -hmm. So if you can buy two before you get married, why not buy two? Now you get married. Now you go buy the single family. Yeah, yeah. And they're paying for itself. And it starts. It starts. I'm saying the process of generational wealth. Generational wealth, or or just wealth, right? <laughs> I'll say but, one thing about generational wealth. Mm -hmm. I, I got to touch on it. Yeah. yeah. You got to teach the kids what you're doing because <laughs> yeah, in, in, in big facts. Though, yeah, right? I, I agree. Because I, agree. I hear people say like, yo, I'm building this for my kids. But the kids have no fucking idea. No idea what is actually happening. So then I see, I see parents and parents pass and the kids get it. And the kid parents like just like oh snap, yeah. my I dad just got hundred, I just got a hundred hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. Wait, I can sell this right now. Mm -hmm. The market's hot. Yeah, let me sell it. And they sell it. And then what happens? You you kind of just spent all that time killing yourself to build generational wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kid doesn't actually understand what you were doing. So down the drain. You wasted all your time. You just lost everything. So you got to teach the kids in the process. So 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 again. I, Going back to them saying like these these back steps being by design because like our counterparts they teach it right to their children. Of course. Them saying like we could talk about the average white American middle class, right? We yep. could talk about the Asian community. We could talk about the Jewish community. Shit, even the Caribbean community. Yep. Right. But I, I think I think a lot of us that are caught up in you know, Black America, that's missed because so much other marketing tactics are thrown at us. Yep. So so much other thoughts and ideas are thrown at us. Whereas, shit, even even in our public schools, I'm we're we're products of public school, bro. Hundred percent. Like, they didn't teach us how to balance checkbooks. They, they didn't teach us they nothing about finances. They can't. They're not allowed to. Because it would be against the system to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. If you if you went to school and they taught you how to balance books or have good credit, what happens to the banking system? Mm -hmm. If everyone has good credit, you can't charge a high interest rate. Think about it. If you go through the hood, what's the number one thing? What's in every single hood? Check cashes and liquor stores. Thank you. And churches. And ch gotta have churches. Gotta have churches. But. If there's a check the, cash the, in every the pimp's hood, pimp. the pimp's pimp. <laughs> but you gotta have those things there for people that don't actually understand money. Yeah, yeah. Because they can charge you whatever they want to charge you because they know you don't got it. Mm -hmm. I can sit here and tell you, I'll give you a payday cash advance, but you gotta owe. I, I, I'll be honest with you guys. When I was younger, I, I got caught up in the payday cash, right? Because they'd be like, "Yo, James, we'll give you three hundred dollars today, but on you get paid again." Just give me ninety five, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we'll just we'll let you extend that three hundred. But then you realize you don't ever get out of the three hundred because mm -hmm. you're all just paying the fee every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thirty percent loan every two weeks that you're paying off. That they keep you going, and they can do that to people that's uneducated in the system. So if you taught that in school, you can't actually feed that market right there. You feed the beast. That's you gotta the feed beast. the beast. You gotta keep them dumb. You keep them dumb. And then you make the money off them because we're the biggest consumers. We'll throw the money out there like it's nothing. But think about this too, like <laughs> we're the biggest consumers, period. Yep. Like, period. Nobody outspends black people. No. So, and that that especially like with the um, being unbankable, them saying like looking at retail, mm -hmm. looking at uh we 
a lot of people just drink their money away, smoke their money away. Yo, all of this, is, again, is, yes, it's by design, but like the there's so many solutions and there's so many ways out. Whereas it's not cool. I'm glad, like, I'm I'm happy for social media. Because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of, I'm saying, it's, like, it's done a big thing. A, a lot of positive content, you yeah. know, saying coming out. Um, in fact, you're part of a group flipping bricks, um, flip flipping bricks university, teaching people how to start that process of generational wealth. Absolutely. Or start that process Absolutely. of, I'm saying, getting out the rut yourself. Yeah. Learning real estate, learning how to I'm saying flip a brick. Right, but not a right. right. <laughs> not an actual brick, but a real not a, brick. A real brick. I'm saying start to starting to lay down the foundation, yo. So so like, there's a lot of positive content that's starting to take place. People are getting hip of it. Um, so I, I don't, you know me, fam. I don't do excuses at all. Like if if your situation's fucked up, it's because you're choosing for your situation to be fucked up. A hundred percent. There's so. <laughs> And a lot of people may disagree or, or say, oh, yeah, insensitive, but like, yo, every every other, I'll speak to being Haitian, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm first generation here. So mom came here, didn't speak English, you know what I'm saying, had to, had to learn the culture, had to learn the, had to learn the language. And um, it's the same process for me. I didn't come from money. Yep. Nobody in my family came from money, but everybody in my family is a homeowner. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but most of my most of most of my family yeah. members like I've yeah. I've never rented, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It's like when 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 you have opportunities to learn better, like yo, what are you doing? I ain't special. Ain't shit special about me. You know what I'm saying, but like I I've, I've learned that shit. I don't want to. Got broke. Yep. I don't want four of my children, all fifty-seven of them. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't want them to to struggle like I struggle. I, I don't want them to them saying like, I don't want them to have to rent. Yep. They could choose to rent if they want to rent. If they want them saying move around and do your thing, cool. But them saying like, yo, I want my grandchildren to to be like, yo, my grandpops. I'm saying, or my great grand. Who's that guy? This is this is what mm-hmm. he built for us. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something that I'm learning is like, yo, every for all the kids, like, yo, they got a corporation, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like something that wasn't taught nope. to to something that wasn't taught to me by somebody that looked like. Pay him up to what, twelve thousand a year, I believe it's bro, 12, 12, they don't get taxed on it. And it wasn't it wasn't I didn't learn this in school. Nope. I didn't even learn this from a from an OG. No. You know I'm saying so it's like utilizing the system of wealth. Utilizing, you know what I'm saying like systems of growth. You know what I'm saying like utilizing the principles. You know what I'm saying like yo, if you say, while well, we're talking about this, yo, business wise too, right? Yeah. Like yo, if you say you're gonna do something, you gotta do it. You gotta stand on that. Yo, in Charlotte, bro, maybe it's a southern thing, and a lot of southerners, southern men, don't like northern men. Mm-hmm. I I run circles around. Cause if you say you're gonna be there at eight, you show up at nine, nine thirty, bro. I'm already washing my hands because I finished eating already. Yep. Cause I'm there at 7:45. Making it happen. Making it happen. When the appointment's at eight, if you show up on time, yep. you late. Hundred <laughs> percent. You say you show up before time, you're on time. So it's like a lot of people don't grasp that idea of, and that's a principle. It's a principle I learned the hard way. You gotta know it though. And and as far as like I'm saying, learning to to transition some of these principles, not only to them saying like the generations behind us, but like yo, our our, our people need it, fam. They they do. I think with needing it, they have to learn accept accountability. I think that that's the first thing because we're so quick to throw blame on everybody else before ourselves. Well, because he did this, I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my boss said this, and he made me mad, so now I can't be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that attitude just continues over and over again, but you never stop and say, what did I do to not let me get where I want to be? Mm-hmm. It's easy. Well, the man held me down. No, the man didn't hold you down. You chose to stay down and not get up to get where you want to be. Especially the technology age we live in. You, you said it best. 
whatever's out whatever you want is out there. You can learn anything. If you type it into Google, Yo. you know how to do it. But the simple thing Google is Google and YouTube, fam. <laughs> and wait, wait. Google owns YouTube. Damn. So so it's, it's like, it's like it's the, there. The, there's it's, no reason why there's no reason why I understand circumstances and situations. There's no reason why you should be broke. There's no there's broke. no reason why you should not know an answer. Just like yeah. earlier with the fact checking, right? Yeah. Within seconds, fam, we, we got we the got, right we got the answer. Exactly. So what's what's stop what's stopping you from them saying like even building a resume? It's excuse. So what what is broke? Broke isn't actually not having money in your pocket. Broke is a mindset. State of mind. It's a state of mind. When when we were younger, right? It it sucks, but our parents would always say to us, "I'm broke. I'm I don't broke. have it. I'm broke. I'm broke. I don't have it. <laughs> I'm booked. Well, I just want, I just I'm booking. Let me get this toy. Let me get this new game. I want to go to this field trip. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. They say it so many times to you. It gets sunk in your head, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you choose to accept it now. So when you, as you're older, you can't even understand the psychological damage that's been mm. done to you because. Now it's been taught to you mm. that being broke is okay and okay to accept your circumstance. Because it's like you could just say I'm broke and it's like, oh, my mom said I was broke, so I couldn't do it. Yeah. But what if your mom had said to you younger, mom, I want this game. I don't have it. Let's figure out how to get this game. Yeah. Well, imagine what take, that would Take this knife. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to go figure out how you're going to pay to get that video game. How are you going to pay to go on that field trip? Yeah. How are you going to pay to do what you want to do? How that simple statement would have changed your whole mindset. We'd have been like, yo, stop. I got to go get it. But because I'm broke, we accepted it. That lets us, us be who we are now and make the excuses for what we want in life and what we want to get in life. Because I'm broke. So when do you change that? When you set accountability for no longer I'm broke, I'm going to go get it. So until then, that's what's... I think that's a big piece that's holding us back. You know, we're flipping Bricks University, shameless plug. Um, we notice that a lot when it comes to people asking about our program. They're like, hey, this is what you guys are doing. I want to do this too. But the issue is they want to do it, but they want someone to do it for them. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, hey, I want to try that, but I'm scared to try that. But in reality, you don't grow when you're comfortable. Until you're willing to say, I want to be uncomfortable and I want to get to that next level, you gotta you gotta start sweating. Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. feel you gotta be in your room like I don't know if I'm ready for this, but I'm gonna jump for it. And when you make that choice, that's when you really get to the next level. And that's I think as a people, and I'm not I'm not trying to sound like I'm perfect, because mm -hmm. I'm far from it, because I get the same anxiety. Me and you talk about all the time. My anxiety goes high all the time, yeah, but it's yeah, trying yeah. something new. But I have to realize I got to be prepared to take that journey and to fail. I got to I, I gotta be welcoming to failure and the ridicule that's going to come with it. Because when it does come, cool, it's going to only make me stronger to get where I really want to be. So I, I, I always, I, I hope and pray all the time. Like people wake up and understand it's right in front of you, but you got to accept, accept it. Stop fighting it. I, I stop hoping and praying, bro. <laughs> well, you know what? Hoping and praying is nothing without action. Nah, it ain't. It ain't, yeah. it ain't bad. They, listen, they need you to hope and pray for to to balance it out. Cause I stop hoping and praying for people. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. And I'm glad you're still hoping and praying for people. It's cause I have like, <laughs> the love I have for the people. Yeah, yeah. And, and my, I, I do too, fam. I do too. Yeah, you know, my, my guy said it to me the other day. He said, James, your issue is you think you can fix every problem. Mm. And that's one of my biggest weaknesses. Shit, you were the quarantine dad. Yeah, I was the quarantine <laughs> dad. You know what I mean? I was the quarantine. Everybody was taking care. Everybody yeah. was eating. Everybody was yeah, like, good. we at the Taj Mahal when yo, James was around. Yo, my man was buying like Tomahawk steaks. Yo, for the house. they were lit. Yo, lobster tails. Lit. Yo, <laughs> why? Because I'm just a protector. I'm, I'm like, like, yo, hold on, say, yo, can I come quarantine with you, yo, brother? Don't, don't tell me the problem. I'm gonna give you the solution. Right off, the, right off the back. My dude brought a whole shelf of toilet paper. 
Yo, I still got some love. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got a two for five. Yo, what's your address, address again, bro? Sure. <laughs> Unless you got the right price. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, last thing on that thing is, is what I said to you earlier. My, my mm-hmm. little brother, shout out Justin. I love you to death. He said it best about the Bible. Mm-hmm. I got to say this story because it, 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 it really freaked, it freaked my mind. He yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Yo, you look at Adam and Eve when, when they took the apple. And God came to him and said, why did you eat the apple? They said, well, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. And God said, I told you not to do it. And they said, but the devil said it. In that moment, they never said, God, I messed up. Mm-hmm. I should have ate the apple. You told me not to do it. They blamed it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. They didn't accept the accountability. So that's the original first sin that ever happened to the world, according to the Bible. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, that's kind of a cycle that happens every single day. It's so much easier to blame somebody else when you knew the rules and the consequences, but you chose not to actually accept what the rules and the consequences were. Yeah. Because the devil was the easier escape route to just say it. And that's just a constant basis you go through. Well, he made me... He made me not do it. The, the, the man said, the, man, the government held me back. The bus was late. The, my car broke down. Yeah. But what did you do to prepare to be there on time and to get it done? And what are you doing thereafter? Simple as that. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, 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 I love talking about churches, right? <laughs> Yo, shout out to my, shout out to Ken. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Ken. Um, that's my brother. I love him. Um, He's a solid guy. Very we solid we guy. don't we don't always agree when it comes to like religious conversations. Um, the, the beautiful thing about him, him and I's relationship is that we may not see eye to eye, but yo, the the love never like lessens or or dwindles at all. Um, I had I had my run in the church and. Served probably in every every capacity in the church, um, and more and more I see how detrimental, especially being outside of the church now, I see how detrimental the church has been and is. You know I'm saying to our communities. Yep. There's there's no reason why there should be, and we talk about shit. We could talk about Blue Hill. We could talk about Washington Street. Like yo, bro, there's 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 fifty churches on one street. And there's bodies dropping on the blocks where there's two, three churches. I, I feel like I understand that. I could be completely wrong. I'll be real with you, right? Help, help, help make it make sense. Because a church is like a drug to me. Mm. A church is not to wean you off of the church. It's to make you it's dependent on it. Dependent on it, right? You're dependent. And the hook, the hook is hope. Yeah, the hope and faith. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the church I went to, they had two signs up, one on the left, one on the right. One said, you saw on the left, it was faith. The other, the right was hope. Mm-hmm. And you had those two signs. So red pill, blue pill. Yeah. But it was, it was always to say, you know, just pray about it and you'll get what you need. And I'm a firm believer you got to ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. You got to put it into the atmosphere. 100%. When you put it into the atmosphere, you're going to get it. That That's that's giving God the license, yeah. right, to make it happen. But a lot of times is God saying, yo, here it is for you. But then you're, and God's saying, take it. And you're like, well, God, I want you to serve it up for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God's like, you need action. But you say, no, God didn't give me what I want. I'm still waiting for God to give it Cause, to me. Because faith without works is dead. I'm saying, so if you're not actively... Bam, there's a story about a, a guy who fell off of a boat. And we know this story. he's in the water. Yep. They're saying like a boat comes by and two fishermen come by. Yep. They're like, yo, hop in the boat, bro. Like you you, you look like you're drowning. You nah, I'm waiting for God. God God said he's gonna come save me. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. They go on their way. And they say another boat comes by. Hey, bro, you'll come. They throw out a, a, a what do you call it? The little lifesavers. Life jackets, yeah, whatever it is. Nah, 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 nah. I'm good. God said he's going to save me. God's coming. A cruise ship comes by. Mm-hmm. Nah, 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 nah. God's going to save me. Yo, bro, you just had all these opportunities of being saved, but you're 
believing that God physically is going to come down from the sky to, to save him. He sent him. help. He sent help plenty <laughs> of times. But, it's, but now it's easier when you're drowning to say, God, how'd you forsake me? But God's like, yo, I gave you everything you wanted, everything you <laughs> asked for, but you didn't put the action behind it to take what you actually you needed. Mm-hmm. So it's easy. Again, what did I say? It's easier to blame somebody else than accept accountability for what you didn't do. So until you decide to do that, only in the, only way you're gonna get to where you want to really need to be. Until then, it's just like all, all talking. Just passing off the buck. Well, I gotta stay here now. I gotta do this now. It's just it's it's stupid to me. And I get it. Everyone's not gonna understand that because as we said, shout out the ways the ways of the superior man by David uh, Getter. Is that his name? Yeah, David Getter. David Getter. Shout out. That yeah, let's book. talk about that book real quick. That book's amazing. So Best top three books of all time in life. Yo, so would you say that was one of the best books you've read? That's hands down top three, not three, top two though, because the 40 Laws of Power is, is right there with okay. those two books I, right I there. I agree. You know what I would throw in there? What? Highly performed, uh, high performance habits. I haven't read that book in my life. Oh right. my G. Hands down one of my favorite books. But the ways of superior man, the ways of superior man, hands down. Um, I think that every man should read that book. Every if you have to read that book if you're a man. Be honest with you, it it changed my mindset. And after the first time reading it, mm-hmm. the book was so good. As, as you know, I re, I read it the first day. Well, I listen. I'm gonna lie, guys. I didn't read the book. <laughs> I listened to the audio. It was a five hour audio of the book. I listened to it on a Tuesday. Finished it by Wednesday because it was so good. And then on Thursday, I had to start the book over again on audio because it was so good. I had to go back for it. Yeah, yeah. And then after I listened to it again, I had to go buy the physical book just so I could take notes on the book so I keep it in my in my library. Yeah, that's that's all this man talks about <laughs> is analogies and you know, chapters. It, it's, 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 <laughs> nah, it's, a, it's definitely a phenomenal it's, book. It's a mindset change. It's understanding how men and women work, mm-hmm. understanding how relationships work, and understanding... My my big thing, you know, it was why can't she understand what I'm trying to say to her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That piece of the book right there and coming to understanding that she can't hear me was huge. Yeah. It's so huge understanding the masculine and the feminine energy. That alone by itself was a game changer. It's like, oh, she's not supposed to understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She would never understand what I'm saying. The most arguments are about understand, hear where I'm coming from. But in reality, you're not built for that. You're, you're not, not built for the comprehension. She, yeah, she's not. She, she can't hear you. She, there's, there's no way around it. Or he can't hear you because of what the situation is, the masculine and the feminine energy. And until you understand those two pieces by itself, you're kind of stuck in a rut. Yeah, yeah. Relationship falls apart for those two reasons. Well, you know, he don't, he don't care how I feel. I told him a hundred times <laughs> what I said it was, and he didn't want to listen to me. I told him not to go outside. He went outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wanted to go outside. But because those two can't hear each other, relationships always it's always that clash. Yeah. But until you understand that, it's like, yo, I feel like I take over the world right now. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. Nah, it's, it, I, I I feel that energy. Let me ask you this question. Watch a wrap up, right? So let let me ask you this question. You a hip hop kid? Okay. In 2020, we're in 2021 now. Between 2020 and 2021, name the top three. Should we say three? We'll say three best records. Albums. We'll say albums. 2020 to 2021? Yeah. So last year and this year. Last year and up to date. Best records. I mean, we'll say albums. You know what? It's hard to say albums right now because it's like, it's because we're in that Instagram era we just talked about, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like things just keep hitting you. You ask for my top three. I mean, I can name top three artists to myself, but to to point out a, a singular album and say, Nah, it's been there's been albums. All right, bam. So give us your artists. I mean, my top artist has always been it's Jeezy's number one. <laughs> I'm a Jeezy guy. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. Yeah, I hear Jeezy different than other people hear Jeezy. 
Everyone hears the dope boy Jeezy. I don't hear dope boy Jeezy. Mm-hmm. I hear real business Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake, of course. You got to put Drake out there. You know, I get emotional sometimes, guys. Whoever you are. I don't know you yet. <laughs> um, and Little Baby. I got to give Little Baby respect. Because okay. Little Baby's he's murdered everything he's done. Yeah, that's facts. So that's I, facts. I can't violate Little Baby and not say put him in that in that sphere. So, yeah, I'm going Jesus and Boys with number one guy. Outside of like Biggie and like the greats of Jay-Z's and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I'm going Jeezy, Drake, and Lil Baby. Jeezy, Drake, and Lil Baby. Yeah, man. Nah, that's what's up, man. Some that's for the streets, some for the ladies, and some for the real. Okay. Oh. Okay. But yeah, man, yo, bro, it's been a pleasure. You know what I'm oh, saying? Chalking God, it up. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, man. So, yo, May 14th is going down. May 14th, we're actually having our, a live recording. Um, We'll have live live music giveaways um, at the at Real African Art Gallery. There are they believe in the vision, fam. Like and one thing about like these conversations, like yo, anybody that that like follows us, not only do they rock with us, but like yo, they open up their doors. From like we have probably like seven venues that reached out to us already. You know, oh, saying that that want to host us. Um, so we're just trying to be strategic and moving forward. Um, but yeah, man, May 14th is going down. That's kind of, kind of like our coming out. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like introducing introducing the podcast. Um, pause. Yeah, pause. This whole pause culture. <laughs> but uh, it's our releasing of... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's us putting it on the table. To, all right, pause again. <laughs> Where are you going with this? I, I think it's going to be an amazing event. It's going to be an amazing event, man. May 14th. May 14th. Yo, tap in. I'm excited in. for y'all. But, um, but yeah, uh, this is another episode of The King's Table. Again, where it's all about bourbon brotherhood. Breaking bread. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.